0: Barrington Grant, official podcast, episode two. Very excited today, pack show. We're going to talk a little NBA, the top storylines of the restart. Talk a little Mets, see what's going on with A-Rod and Steve Cohen. We're going to talk about that dumpster fire situation in Washington, as well as the ongoing saga of Dak Prescott and those Dallas Cowboys so let's just jump right into it man here we go again with that team up in Washington something always doesn't go right with this organization and it starts with Dan Snyder sexual allegations that has been going back since 2006 to like 2019 15 women have come out and said that they've been either groped or talked to inappropriately and they're coming out and speaking out about it. Dan Snyder issues a statement like 24 hours later on the matter saying that, you know, he doesn't condone this and they're trying to turn a new leaf and they've hired Ron Rivera to lead the charge into the new regime. Yet, we have to now talk about this. There were women before this that have talked about inappropriate behavior within the organization, but they had to sign NDAs. So they can't legally come out and speak about it. But these other 15 women have said enough is enough. And they have to sound the horn. Allegations of berating employees, understaff in the HR department. So when somebody does complain, there's nobody to log the complaint. There's just a whole bunch of nonsense that's going on over there. And it's not surprising to me. Because they've always been a disaster. Ever since he's owned this team, they've been a disaster. He's created an environment of no accountability. You know, you have an issue with some of the executives that are very inappropriate here. We're going to log your complaint, but we're going to make you sign NDAs, so you can't talk about it. That's not responsible behavior from an owner. It's not. If something happens in your organization, let them speak about it and address it. Yet they were still employed with this team. The two biggest culprits, Larry Michaels, who was the play-by-play, and Alex Santos, who was an executive for Pro Scouting. He just recently got fired last year. Well, Mr. Michaels, I think he he stepped down. He didn't even get fired. He stepped down because of these allegations. It's just ridiculous how they tried to cover this stuff up. I'm now starting to hear that the NFL may step in and actually find Mr. Snyder for all of these transgressions that have gone on with this dumpster fire organization. There's no accountability and it starts with him. He doesn't know how to run this team, much less know how to police his staff and to make sure that people are behaving appropriately, not touching other people. Not saying vulgar and inappropriate stuff. There's no accountability in this organization. You have former employees saying, this has been the most toxic environment I have ever worked in. It's bad enough women have a hard time in the streets. It's even worse for them when they have a hard time in their workplace and then have to bring that home. What type of what type of mindset can you be in if you know that every day I gotta come here and I have to try to put on a face for these perverts that are here and they won't leave you alone? Then you can't go to your owner and say, can you handle this? Because all they're gonna do is just sweep it under the rug. It's a joke. It's ridiculous and it needs to stop. So yeah, he might have put out a press release today it was very brief it wasn't long at all I don't believe Dan Snyder I don't believe anything that man says I think he's a liar I think he's conniving and his only interest is to maintain his bottom dollar his bottom line money revenue sponsorship that's all he cares about I don't know what type of fine the NFL will put down on, on Washington, but I hope it's a hefty one. And I hope that there's some type of probation that they are put under because it's it's enough already. They are a joke. You know, people talk about the Cincinnati Bengals ownership, how mom and pop it is. But give me Cincinnati over this dumpster fire situation in Washington. They are a joke. They've been a joke for as long as I can remember and the main reason is Dan Snyder when you have an incompetent leader at the top nothing else works at the bottom how can it when he's the one calling the shots just imagine your wife your daughter having to work there in this particular time frame of 2006 to 2019 and you have no idea of Why they're so stressed when they come home or, you know, their lack of motivation working in a in a field that's supposed to be a dream situation. And then you find this out. How do they feel now? I'm sure a lot of them probably knew about this already. But just put yourself in that position. That's a tough pill to swallow to know that this nonsense, this juvenile behavior What's going on for this long? And they tried to sweep things under the rug. How many more allegations do we have to continue to hear before things get better? Before things change? Before a woman doesn't have to feel like a piece of meat on her job? Get better, man. Stop with the nonsense. Be professional. In a professional environment. Alright, coming up after the break... I'm gonna tell you what I think the NFL should do in regards to the Washington organization. It's all even on a Friday, back after this. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess, you're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media, that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me, it took me seven years to get here and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887- 2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar welcome back so let's talk about what should happen to the Washington organization we can't even call him that name anymore because it's been retired right so what should happen to Washington and Dan Snyder Now, let's live in an alternate universe where an owner owning a team, their ownership is based on productivity, wins, bettering your franchise. Has Dan Snyder answered the call when it comes to a winning culture, bettering the franchise? Over the time that he's owned the team, they have a record of 149 and 189. Does that sound like success? They've had mishap after mishap after mishap. Charging fans to view training camp. (laughs) You can't make this up. You'll see the laundry list of incompetence that he's done since he's owned this team now remember he took over this team when he was a 34, 35 year old man knew nothing about football still knows nothing about football I can say the only team that has more dysfunction or had more dysfunction was the Oakland Raiders rest in peace Al Davis but other than them Washington is right there So with all of these failures that this man has had since he's owned this team, he should be relieved of his duties in this alternate reality that we live in, that an owner can be fired from their position. He should be fired. Now going back into real-time reality now, should he have to sell the team? I say yes. Will it happen? No. It's not going to happen. He's going to continue to own this team until the market value gets so low that nobody wants it. And then the value gets so low that somebody comes in and bids, gives him about $2 billion, and he walks away. But he shouldn't own this team. He shouldn't have the right to see this team turn the corner into the new new millennium or the new generation of fans that want to be Washington, whatever the name will be. Because we don't even have a new name in place yet. Because he doesn't own the trademarks to certain names. Why? Because he wasn't smart enough to realize, you know, maybe this this name change thing is going to come eventually. So let's kind of cross all our T's here and dot our I's and get these trademarks. So whenever we do, choose to pick a team name. That we won't have to pay X amount of dollars to some guy who just recently bought all the trademarks and can name his price. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I can trademark these team names here, and now you have to call me to, to ask me what I want for it. You should have been did this. You really can't make any of this stuff up. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's great TV. But it's really sad for the Washington fans to have to continue to go through this. Switching gears a little bit though. Let's keep it in the NFC East. Let's take it to the Dallas Cowboys. My favorite team. But man, there's some dark days in Dallas right now. Dak Prescott against Jerry Jones. Wednesday was the deadline where that's the last day that they can be able to negotiate a contract for the 2020 season and beyond obviously reports say according to jane slater from the nfl network that they came back to the table to discuss a deal that will range between 33 million and 35 million dollars with 110 guaranteed but they ran out of time i don't believe that I think that's a way for both sides to save face. I don't believe it. So if I don't believe it, what really happened? Well, you got to really go back in time to answer that question. Dak Prescott signed with Pro Source out of Mississippi State. In 2018, he switches agents and goes to CAA. And Todd France. Now why does he do that? Obviously he's looking for the big payday. Right? So he had to get rid of the small agent. That probably can get ran over by Jerry. And he needs the big CAA company. That has a lot of bravado. That comes with a lot of reputation. In regards to getting guys max money. So Dak knew exactly what he was doing. Fast forward last year offseason, Zeke gets signed, and you hear reports saying that a deal with the Cowboys and Dak is imminent. That means within days. And after that, no deal came. And we're wondering what the heck happened. Todd France pulled the power move, called Jerry Jones and said, hey, you remember the deal that we talked about? And all we had to do was kind of like put pen to paper. Yeah, that deal is off. We're, we're, we want more money now. We want $40 million plus. And Jerry looks at Todd France like, what, what, what are you talking about? I was coming down here so we could sign a deal, have a beer, and go celebrate. You talking about the deal is dead? You don't do that to Jerry Jones. This man is a master negotiator. And is always prided himself on getting things done. Not having the rug pulled out from under him. Because you don't do that to Jerry Jones. And that's exactly what Todd France did. So now the war starts. You want Jerry Jones to pay Dak Prescott money that arguably he may not ever live up to in regards to his play? Now, granted, Jerry Jones has always had a propensity to overpay for his players that he loves. His Dallas Cowboys. Every player that's been on the Cowboys, he's always buddied up to and wanted to make sure they're taken care of. But Dak never really buddied up to Jerry, did he? He kind of kept an arm's length, arm's distance away from Jerry because he wanted to say, I can't get too close to you, Jerry. Because I know that if I get too close to you, you're going to be able to manipulate me and maybe make me take less. So I'm going to let my, my agent Todd France handle this. Now Todd France, is, he has every right to ask for any money that he wants to ask for for his client. It's not the issue that I have. My issue is he's being very unreasonable. We just saw Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl and say, yeah, I'll take the long security over the absorbent amount of money that I can probably make annually. Just make me comfortable. I'm good with that because he is the leader of his team. He has to show his team and his organization that he's all in about winning, so what, what have we learned from Wednesday about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? I think one side, and if we're going to talk about the Cowboys side, is concerned about winning. Dak, we can give you this particular amount of money that makes sense for our roster and our franchise to stay competitive. To make you win. On Dak's side, nah, I just want the most money that I can possibly get. So you're the quarterback of the team, but you don't care what type of team you have around you. You just want your money. Okay, so let's dive a little bit into the details, right? Dak Prescott, since he's been in the NFL, has had a top five offensive line in the last four years. So he's had max protection. Not only has he had max protection, he had Ezekiel Elliott to hand the ball off to. A great weapon to have. In year two of Dak Prescott's career, when Zeke got suspended for the final eight games of the season, he struggled. Interceptions went up. Completion percentage went down. QBR went way down. So this is a quarterback that needs weapons. How can you have weapons if you're eating up all of the money? Now, if you want to put certain things into context, let's go to Washington, right? The dumpster fire when they had Kirk Cousins. They never offered Kirk Cousins a good contract because they never believed in Kirk Cousins. So they franchise tagged him and they franchise tagged him again. And then he became a free agent and then he made more money. That's not the Dallas Cowboys situation with Dak Prescott. They offered him many reasonable contracts and he said no to all of them. Why? Because for some particular reason, he believes and his agent believes that we need a contract to match the salary cap that's going to be in a couple years. So every year that the cap goes up or when that new TV deal hits, we know that you're going to have this amount of money. So we want to make sure that our contract doesn't get lost in the sauce. Really? So let's just put this into like normal people issues. If I I get a job, and I get hired at that job, and I'm doing well, at some point, I'm going to ask for a raise. So we're going to sit down, we're going to negotiate. Now, I know that Tom just got X amount of money. So I go to my boss and say, well, I know that Tom got X amount of money, and I, I need to make sure that anybody else you hire, in the next five years, my salary doesn't get lost in the sauce. He's going to look at me and say, you can have a good day. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why are you watching somebody else's money or you're projecting what the cap may be? Because in reality, due to all this coronavirus stuff, we have no idea what the cap is going to be anymore. It's all up in the air. So now you're talking about you want to hamstring your team that you have been the captain of. And you don't care what your cap number is. You just want your money. Why would they do that? It's idiotic if they decide to do that. Jerry Jones understands that the, the window to win a, a Super Bowl is very, very, very tight. And you have to capitalize on that. Normally, in a, in a quarterback's first four or five years, you can be able to capitalize on that. They didn't do that with Dallas. Unfortunately, So now it's time to pay Dak Prescott. But that does, does, does that mean that you have to pay him an amount that is going to hamstring your team for the next five years? No. But you also are giving him a contract that is very fair market value for his particular skill set. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Lamar Jackson. So how much money do you think you're going to get? It, it just sends a, a, a bad message to the locker room that you're not willing to take a little less to help your team by, uh, and, and still being one of the highest paid players, basically the second highest paid player in the NFL. So coming up after the break, I'm going to morph myself into Jerry Jones, and we're going to talk about what the Dallas Cowboys should do about Dak Prescott. It's all even with your boy. Back after this. Can't believe this is happening again. I'm sick and tired of this car. We have all been there, stuck on the road with people to see and places to go, so your radiator is busted. No problem. A to Z Auto can have you back on the road in no time. I took my car to A to Z, had a nice cold beverage, and was out of there before I knew it. 42 years of service, you can bet that not only do they take care of your car, but they take care of you. Custom work, nobody does it better. Bob is knowledgeable and can diagnose the problem in a matter of minutes. From his five-star reviews to the testimonials of customers' experiences, A to Z Auto is top-notch located at 1048 Hortons Lane in South Hole, New York. Ask for Bob and let him handle the rest. For a free quote, call 631-765-6849 and never get stuck in the heat again. Here we go. Welcome back. Let's just jump right into it. I have now morphed myself into Jerry Jones. Got a fresh suit on, sitting in my nice house, drinking whatever Jerry drinks, nice scotch on the rocks, have my big 150-inch screen TV in front of me, and I need to make a decision on what to do with my franchise quarterback, so to speak. For the 2020 season, Dak Prescott's cap hit is going to be the highest in the league because of this particular franchise tag. That doesn't bode well for my team. Why? Because according to reports, the NFL and the NFL Players Association are trying to negotiate a way to possibly lessen the cap due to all of this COVID stuff. So I'm going to be taking a $30-plus million cap hit for my star quarterback, and the salary cap for every team may be less. What does that do for me? That puts me in a bind. I may have to release some of the guys that I just got. So what are my options? One, I can cave and pay him. Two, I can call Todd France and tell him to go fly a kite off a windy cliff and say that I have Andy Dalton. I'm going to play him, and he can flourish with all of these beautiful weapons that I got. Or three, I can make an executive move and trade Dak Prescott. It's not out of the realm of possibility, honestly. If he believes that he can be able to get what he wants on the open market, call his bluff. Trade him. Because next year, or after this season... The cap hit goes to $37 million. That franchise tag goes to $37 million. And then after that comes $55 million. So the, the the deal that was already on the table that I offered you was going to pay you in excess of $70 million for the first two years. So you're so you're honestly doing yourself a disservice because I was gonna give you more. So now that you want to play hardball with me. Now I'm going to trade you. And I'm going to trade you to the team that has the most to offer. I need two first-round picks for Dak Prescott. So what I can be able to do with those two first-round picks is rebuild my team. Add more weapons to my team. And now I don't pro- I don't have to worry about signing a young quarterback. I can go get myself a veteran quarterback who... Has a rapport with Mike McCarthy and see what happens. I like that scenario better than paying Dak Prescott $150 million over the next three years. Not doing it. If I wanted to do it, I would have signed him. He comes out and says that, oh, he's happy to be a cowboy and, you know, it, it, this is all a part of negotiations and there, there's no bad blood. BS. I, when I see Dak, There's not going to be any words. We've said enough to each other. Because in my heart of hearts, you don't want to be here. Now I have to do what I have to do. I have to trade you. I have to trade Dak Prescott. So now let's jump from one owner to another. The New York Mets. They have Steve Cohen. They have the A-Rod group. And it's pretty interesting to see what's going on here in Queens. A Rod has partnered with Robert Kraft to kind of, you know, teach him the ropes for management around Willets Point and stuff like that. And Steve Cohen, who previously put in his two point six billion dollar bid with the Mets, that was nixed on the eleventh hour, is trying to weasel A Rod out of this this bidding. A-Rob believes that baseball should have a salary cap. Steve Cohen doesn't really care. He just wants to own the Mets and thinks that the Wilpons, as conniving as they are, eventually will give up SNY. Here's my short take on this. I don't care if it's the hamburger guy down the street that wants to own this team. Just take it away from the Wilpons. That's all I care about. I don't care about any of this insider trading nonsense that's going on between Steve Cohen, A Rod, and J Lo, and the other partners of that group that are banding together to buy the Mets. I hope somebody buys the Mets. And I don't care who it is, just as long as the Wilpons take the money and run. And whoever buys the Mets, make sure they tell Fred, Freddy, Jeff ain't getting a job here unless you want him to sell hot dogs. There's no way in hell. Take the $3 billion that you're getting from me and keep it pushing. That's all I care about, them selling. I don't care what happens in the, in the between time, all of the bickering and the, the, the maneuvering back and forth. Get it done. Get them out so I can be able to go back to City Field, take my son there, and have a good time. I haven't been back to City Field since 2015. I miss it. But I will not spend any more money at that place as long as these Pirates own the team. The Wilpons are like Robitussin. Anytime you hear the name, you just have this bad taste in your mouth. Like you remember all the bad memories that you had. Oh my god, I had to take Robitussin. It was the worst night of my life. That's what it is thinking about the Wilpons. So please, Arod. J-Lo, Steve Cohen, Hamburglar, Vince McMahon, whoever wants to buy this team, just do it, please. Coming up, the hot takes, what I think are the biggest storylines for the restart in Orlando for the NBA. It's all leaving with your boy, Barron grant back after this. Car trouble? Need a reliable, dependable place to bring your vehicle to? Come to A to Z Auto Radiator and Air Conditioning. We have repaired radiators and ACs and cars with names from A to Z. Big RVs? Doesn't matter. A to Z Auto has serviced our community for 42 years and counting. Aluminum welding, bead blasting, new fuel tanks cleaned and relined, custom work on radiators and heaters, we, we do it all. all! A to Z Auto located at 1048 Hortons Lane in South Hole, New York. Bob never lets a customer leave without a handshake. Come see us! <laughs> welcome back. Let's jump right into this topic, top storylines for the NBA restart in Orlando. What do I think those top storylines are? For one, have the Bucs lost their mojo? It's going to be curious to see what happens with them, to see if they can regain that momentum that they had throughout the season. You know, they were pretty dominating. Top to bottom, they're a good team. Uh, You know, they got a little sidetracked the last few weeks of the season. Giannis got hurt. Then COVID hit. So let's see if they can be able to jumpstart that car and ride that wave again. Do I think it's possible? It's possible. They have a lot of question marks, but I do think it's possible. Another storyline is, can the Portland Trailblazers sneak into the playoffs and shock the world according to Charles Barkley that's gonna be that's his hot take like that's his bold take bold prediction that they're gonna sneak into the playoffs and knock off the Lakers in the first round realistically they do have a shot to get into the playoffs but they have to work out a lot of stuff they got Hassan Whiteside who's a talented player but he's a knucklehead if they can keep his mind right then, you know, some good things can happen. Nurkic is back. Nurkic is going to have to play some some minutes at the power forward position where they can go big with their two dominant guards in the backcourt as well as Melo, see what Melo can give you. And who knows? They may have a shot at winning a game against the Lakers, but four games in a seven-game series, not a chance in hell. Not a chance in hell other top storyline is Kawhi Leonard gonna need help getting in and out of bed every day by the Clippers staff since he's on load management you know they're gonna have to like make sure that he has a, a cart that goes from his bed to the practice facility from the practice facility to catering from catering to the shower from the shower back to his bed. Since, you know, he needs such careful nursing, load management. So tired. He 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 can't play 82 games. It's not possible. Who would have ever thought that a basketball player getting paid 30 plus million dollars a year is supposed to play the whole season? <laughs> Joke. No, 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 no. I play 55 games and then we go into the playoffs and then I can miss a game or two and then it get to the finals and then have somebody else shoulder the load and then make sure the other team has a ton of injuries and then I become the finals MVP because that's that that's make that makes me great so we'll see how many pacifiers and diapers and how many changing tables the Clippers staff is gonna to have to bring with them to Orlando. Last take, will the NBA finish the season? Uh yeah, I, I I really do think that they will be able to finish the season. I think you know, Adam Silver has done a great job with putting everything together, making sure that these players are safe. Created a hotline where they can snitch on each other. That's the best thing I've ever heard. It's great. You have knuckleheads out there that don't want to wear masks. They're just, they just such prissy children with tons of money. But I do think that they're going to be able to, to get through the season and will crown an NBA champion. It's going to be fun to watch, man. I can't wait until the 31st. A lot of good stuff is going to happen. NBA is going to be back. No matter if there's no fans there, we'll be watching. We'll be cheering on our favorite stars. And, you know, we just want to get back to some type of normalcy in this country. We deserve it. It's been a rough 2020. So that's Barrington Grant. That's all Even I'm signing out until next week, Monday. Have a great weekend, y'all. Stay safe. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club